Hi, this is Misty from Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. And now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, join us for the latest episode of The Sound Rider Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now here are your hosts, Tom Marin, Derek Roberts, and whoever else happens to drop by today. You know why I'm humming like that? I would love to know, and I think all our listeners would too. I'm waiting for my Windows 10 upgrade. Windows 10 upgrade. Now, did you did you click install, and you've still been waiting for all these weeks, or is it now official? Well, unless you go out and download the ISO, uh, yeah. you just have to wait for Microsoft to give you the thumbs up. I got you. See, I do everything Android you know, and Google, so they don't even ask. It just happens. It's just up to your brain, and you're good to go. Well, you, you got a Windows 10 laptop, don't you? Or I do. Windows 7? It's, yeah, Windows 7. I've got the icon uh, sitting there spinning in the corner, so I just have to update that when it's ready to go. You know, you, you know what I'm going to do is, uh, while I'm waiting for the Windows 10? What are you going to do? I'm going to install Windows 9. Yeah. <laughs> All right, greetings, writers. I'm Tom Marin, along with the co-host, Eric Roberts, and welcome to the Soundwriter Show, where we focus on motorcycling news, events, and people around the Pacific Northwest and beyond. This is the August 2015 show, show number 1508. Derek. What's happening on the program today? Well, you know, we've got a lot going on, and it's hard to believe. I certainly can't believe it. It's already August. You know, it seems like the summer is uh, flying by. But, of course, a lot of great things happening here on the Pacific Northwest in the world of motorcycling. Uh, and we've got some news developments coming on that we're going to talk about a little bit later, including uh, Gordon's Heated Clothing, uh, the Portland International Motorcycle Show, which I'm very excited to hear about, and uh, dealer expansions in the South Sound. All right, and uh, we're also going to be doing a little wrap-up on the Sasquatch Dual Sport Tour. We'll be talking about the recent Pendleton Bike Week. We'll be doing a short recap on the BMW MOA Rally and also be talking about the highlights of the upcoming Rally in the Gorge. Then on that note, we've got a very special guest in the studio, and I think I'm going to leave that as a secret here, uh, who's going to reveal everything that you need to know about the upcoming uh, Rally in the Gorge, including some really awesome auction items that we've got going on this year. Uh, but first, you know, before we get into all that, which we've got a lot to talk about, let's talk a little bit about the new web design. What's going on with the homepage, Tom? I know you've been coding, uh, you know, night and day, it seems like, around here, in between trips out to Montana and planning for the Gorge. But the website's looking great. What are some of the updates you've been working on? So, <clears throat> we talked about this last month, um, that we were going to do a responsive web design, and uh, by golly, we did. You got it done, yeah. We did, and we and you and I had discussed about the possibility of just moving everything into WordPress. Sure. I kind of didn't like that idea. We, we've, we've spent a lot of time walling up our website so it's secure. Um, we've spent a lot of hours and, and literally money. Uh, getting it to where it was in the last uh, redo, uh, was that two, two and a half, three years ago? And uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go to WordPress. And I know there's some security issues in there, and we have a lot of databases. So um, instead, <clears throat> I went and wrote the code myself and uh, made it uh, responsive. So when you look at it on a tablet, it works. When you look at it on a smartphone, it works. When you look at it on a desktop, it looks good. Uh, whatever format you're looking at it on, 
Uh, it does what it's supposed to do, and it does what modern day websites like any any you know Times newspaper or whatever uh, does. So That's right, and uh, feeling good about it. Yeah, and I'd say uh, hats or maybe helmets off uh, to you for getting that done so quickly. Here, that was one of the things that we had talked about. You know, I was kind of the internal advocate of maybe considering WordPress here, but really one of the main things we wanted to do was get it responsive, get it more adaptive to uh, people's mobile screens, some of the data that we've been seeing coming in. A lot of people are reading it more and more on their uh, on their phones, including myself. Oh, yeah, because you're watching the stats. Yeah, that's right. So taking a look at the analytics. And, yeah. uh, you know, we send out emails and that kind of stuff, let people know promotional items in the store and kind of new events and that kind of thing. And uh, a lot of people are clicking through on their email. So, you know, again, hats off to you for getting that done so quickly. I think it looks great, and I think it was something that, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to respond to here. Yeah, I think uh, you know when it, when we get to the fall, we'll we'll do sort of the next set of tweaks to it. Sure, um, it's a little bit sparse looking, but that's kind of the way I've, I've always liked it because it just makes it easier to read. And uh, with all the new browsers that are out there, you can kick it into a reading mode if you want. Um, you know, whatever whatever you need to do. So. Uh, yeah, definitely, and that's uh, you know just one of those things that uh, as the web progresses here, we're seeing everything kind of go into that responsive design. But I'm with you in kind of keeping it sort of, uh, in a sense, you know, nuts and bolts because we do want to still focus on the content and make it people easy for people to navigate, find the updated events, find the used bikes, the hot bikes, and of course all the great content that we're bringing on a monthly basis to all the readers out there. Exactly. Um, what else has been happening? I mean, it's been crazy. You know, here I am trying to code up this stuff, and at the same time, I was getting ready for Sasquatch, getting the maps all done, and we went out, and we did it, and it was an awesome tour of the central uh, or the uh, Oregon coastal ranges. Um, and just kind of flipping through that Facebook post that you guys did, unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to uh, get out there in part because of my uh, now pretty much healed up broken arm. But looking at some of those pictures, man, I mean, you know. Oregon is just so beautiful. Western Oregon, in particular, it just looked like such a great tour. Um, do you have any plans for where you guys might go next year? Are you already starting to think about that? Um, yeah, we're, we're we're thinking maybe we're going to go back to Idaho and do a little different ride through Idaho. Sure, um, it's kind of time to go back. And there's a section of Idaho that may get closed up, where a road may get uh, shut down, and it'll be your last chance to get up to the Chinese Wall. That'd be great. Last chance dual sport adventure, huh? Yeah. And uh, keep an eye out. I think I still might have a rearview mirror somewhere out there in southeastern Idaho. So if you could bring that back, it would be <laughs> ideal but for me. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of various road surfaces. The first couple of days, they had just pretty much marbled up all the roads on the north end of the state, all the state forest roads. And then when we got down to USFS areas, uh, they were a little rocky or a little rougher. Actually, a little more fun, I thought. Um and then on Friday or on Thursday, the last day, as we were on our way out, um, in the last section, it rained, and it was like awesome. Well, a little rain to give you the full sort of purview of uh, adventure touring, I suppose. And uh, I'm, you know, looking at the maps and all that kind of stuff. I think that might be something I might try to piece together, maybe at the end of August here, my own little uh, Sasquatch adventure tour. But all the way from Western Oregon. Then to Montana, covering the entire Pacific Northwest. Uh, <laughs> Con and you headed out to the MOA rally, huh? What was going on out there? It looks like a pretty good turnout. We did. I don't know. Uh, what did I say? They had maybe 5,000 out there. By the way, everybody, Connie's here. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. It was over 5,800. 
Oh, you, I wanted to say it. I had, <laughs> I had the answer. 5,800. Now, do they just count? Do you know, I mean, is it 5,800 motorcyclists or just 5,800? 5, uh, I'm assuming people in total, purchase. I guess. It's okay, going to be gate, registered. Gate registered. Okay. All they right. might be counting the vendors. That might be one of the times that they use the vendors for a positive cause. I don't know. Well, still, <laughs> though, I mean, that's is that the is this the largest uh, BMW rally in North America every year? Is this like the one that oh, they yeah. do? Or okay. oh, for sure, sure. There's another one every year. It's called the RA Rally, but it only draws maybe a thousand to two thousand people. Right. It's usually held on the East Coast somewhere. On a rare occasion. Or should we say once in a blue moon, since we just had one, uh, it is held on the West Coast. And we've been to the one on the West Coast. It was about 1,000, 1,200 people out in Idaho the year we went. And that's still a hell of a turnout, especially in Idaho. I think uh, you bring another 1,000 people in, that almost doubles the population. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it sounds like a good time. Did you notice anything, like any trends in the industry, anything starting to develop? I mean, sometimes when you have that large of a population together, you start to notice. Well, we uh, notice an economic trend. Sure. Yeah, people were spending money. Great. And uh, if I had stuff on a a back grid wall Mm -hmm. and we sold out of the stuff on the front grid wall, I'd just move all that stuff up to the front and then it would sell out too. Well, that's fantastic. So So, the moral of the story is you should have brought more stuff. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's great, though, because that's something, obviously, we've seen a little bit of depression in the industry. Um, You know, one of those first things to go are those more maybe expensive recreational habits, um, but nice to see it coming back here and hopefully that uh, continues in an upward trend. And then uh, another thing kind of going on, I guess, down in Oregon, you know, transitioning here from uh, the BMW rally, the Pendleton Bike Week. They have a pretty good success down there. What have you heard? So I, I got on the phone today with Eric uh, Folkstead and had a discussion with him about how it went, and he was very happy with the first-year turnout. Uh, they had a good number of people registered. Uh, things went well. They're going to be back next year. Uh, they did have a couple of road incidents with uh, some not-so-good outcomes. But for the most part, he was happy with the way it went, and uh, he'll be back next year doing it. So uh, we applaud him for pulling it off, and and uh, we'll be there to support him next year. Well, always great to have you know another sort of uh, motorcycle-related event here in the Pacific Northwest, and definitely uh, you know, hats off to him as well for getting that done uh, for the first year here and a good turnout of ourselves next year. So uh, in terms of our events and what's going on, um, we've got the Cafe to Cafe underway, been underway since March. Um, And I got a picture today from one of our regular guys, Frank, and he sent a a picture of his uh, chicken salad at a restaurant down in Montana. And then he also raved about going to the Cedars restaurant in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And Connie and I had a chance to go to the Cedars restaurant in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho the other day. And any menu tips from uh, the Cedars out there? Get the prime rib. The prime rib, yeah. Mm. It was awesome. The only thing more prime than the rib is the view, right? I think that's... (laughs) There's a nice view. There's a nice view. Coeur d'Alene's beautiful, definitely. One of my favorite spots here in the Pacific Northwest. It's a floating restaurant. It rests on like 19 pontoons and floats on the lake. So when the lake goes up, the restaurant goes up. When it goes down, it goes down. We found another restaurant on the lake that we'll probably use in a future year. Great. So... uh, Sounds like all in all, then, a pretty successful trip uh, out east from Seattle here, right? Get the MOA rally, found some great restaurants, a little prime rib. Yeah. I'd uh, put that one in the win column. 
And we are in the process of getting ready for the rally in the gorge over the next three weeks, and we'll talk about that a little more in depth later, so I won't go in on that one right now. Um, also, we're looking at the um, road trip 2015, and we're watching the California fire maps. Now, this isn't coming up until the first week of October, so we'll see where things wind up then. Uh, but it's it's looking like a good one. Um, Carl and Bob are heading out to uh, pre-ride. Uh, Clem Salvatore is aware of the route, and he's been giving us some some dining tips along the way. No, that's great. So, and do you uh, have you seen anything that you think might potentially impact with the current fires down there? The route, or is that looking pretty wide open at this time? No, I think I think the route will be fine because it's all on pavement. The the issue is going to be is if we have to do any rerouting right during that week, and we won't know until we get there. Sure. We've done it before, so it's easy. If you've never done the road trip with us, what happens is uh, we get up every morning. We have a rider meeting. We talk about. Uh, where we're going, anything that they need to know at the last moment. Uh, if there is a road that's impacted by a closure, then we rewrite the route and we can upload everybody the new route for that day right on the spot. And, of course, that's one of the great things about going on one of these Sound Rider tours is that while you are uh, either whatever, maybe at the bar or in bed, uh, Tom and the gang are hard at work rerouting you for the next day. Yes, right after I get back from the bar. That's right. <laughs> So a lot of zigzags uh, when there is rerouting, but uh, we still get you around there. So, uh, But that uh, is definitely something we're looking forward to here in October. Um, just on the other side of the break here, we're going to come back with News Bites. Got a lot of great stuff, so stick around. Hello, this is Bob Owen from the Sound Rider crew. The Northwest is indeed a great place to ride a motorcycle, both on the pavement and off. But right now, you're listening to the Sound Rider Show. Hi, I'm Carol, and I'm from Olympia, and one of my favorite pavement rides is Highway 47 from Klatskanai on south. Crow's Nest Studio here on the Sound Rider Show. So much going on here in the Pacific Northwest in the world of motorcycling, and we've got a lot of interesting things that are just kind of coming on our radar here. And I want to talk a little bit about one of uh, the top sellers here at the MOA rally for us here at Sound Rider, the Cycle Pump. And it sounds like we might have some 90-degree adapters here. Tom, what's going on with that? So what David has done at Cycle Pump up in Montlake Terrace here, just north of Seattle, is uh, he's uh, added the option of buying both the cycle pump and the easy air gauge, each with 90-degree adapters on them. So, uh, or actually just 90-degree air chucks. Sure. They're not, he has an adapter, but... um, we just, you know, we just were selling the ones with the, with the chucks right on the the article, and uh, people were people were going for it. Um, if you don't own the cycle pump, I always recommend people get it with the easy air gauge. So you get the easy air gauge with right. the ninety degree adapter, and you just get the straight chuck. It costs a little bit more. It costs about twenty bucks more whether you're getting uh, easy air or getting a cycle pump. But uh, the but combination it, of the two is awesome. And it's one of those things that's so convenient, especially for people who do a lot of uh, transitioning from maybe like sand to dirt to pavement. 
because you just pull off to the side of the road, you can adjust your tire pressure, and you can get really the maximum uh, performance out of your tires. Oh, yeah, and you want to do that. And it's a pretty lightweight kit, too. I don't know if you know sort of the weight off the top of your head, but pretty compact, pretty lightweight, and especially if you've got the right setup as far as you know luggage is concerned, really just a good investment overall, I think. I think it's a little heavier than typical stuff you might buy off the, the auto parts floor. Um, the gauge is, is, you know, it's it's built to withstand getting beaten up, and so right. is the pump. So it is a little heavier, but that's one of those things that's just a, a critical part of your ride, and you should be investing in, in the best product you can have for that. So, And that's definitely one thing that you always want to take into consideration, right? I mean, the cheap stuff will only get you so far, but uh, the good stuff will get you literally around the world in this case. So we have added the 90-degree versions of both the Easy Air and the Cycle Pump to the Soundrider store. And uh, you can order them online from us or wherever you want to get them at. Um, and we'll do a little bit more on that coming up in the next few weeks. We'll get some photographs in there and maybe do a little promotion on Facebook and that sort of thing. So, Yeah, so definitely something to keep an eye out. Because really, it's, all in all, it's not too expensive either once you get down to the nuts and bolts of it. I mean, a pretty good, pretty good investment, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way better than like buying CO2 cartridges or something silly like that. Right, or trying to get your mouth around uh, one of the valve stems and blowing. That really takes it out of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this hmm. actually what happened to your arm? Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. I, uh, that's what happened to his lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we also got some, uh, some other new gear that's kind of on our radar here. And, uh, of course, on a warm day like today, not something we think about, but certainly in about another you know 10 or 12 weeks, we're going to be thinking about heated clothing. So here's what's cool. Um, years ago here in the Puget Town, there was a guy named Gordon Gerbing, and he created this product called Gerbing's Heated Clothing, and he's basically synonymous with the name Heated Clothing. And uh, as time went on, uh, he, had a, he had one of his sons take over the company, and the company evolved and, and got financed and eventually got sold off to a larger corporation, and it was kind of the end. And, I mean, it, they still have Gerbing's heated clothing, but they're not so invested in the motorcycle industry anymore, and they're certainly not here in the Puget Sound. So uh, one of Gordon's, another one of Gordon's sons and his wife have started up a product line called Gordon's Heated Clothing, mm. and uh, and and uh, Gordon has put his stamp of approval on the product, and Bob and Joanne are out at the shows introducing people to the new product lineup. So we met them in Montana at the BMW MOA rally. And I'm happy to say they're going to come and be a vendor with us at the Rally in the Gorge. So people will be able to see all that new gear. Well, that's fantastic there. And especially just on the edge of fall once we get through the Rally in the Gorge. Now, what's your experience with uh, heated clothing? Because I'm kind of a noted minimalist. Um, do you find that this is something that is uh, really impacts your riding well into, say, you know, late fall? Even in the wintertime, we have some really dry days out here occasionally. Um, do you feel like this is a uh, a good thing to use? Do you have experience with heated clothing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used it, and it's it's uh, it's quite nice. And what you do is you just substitute. You know that jacket liner you might take with you. Mm-hmm. You don't take it with you anymore. You take the Gerbing's liner. I see because they're or the Gordon heated sure. clothing liner, and your your liner is going to have some insulation in it, and it's also going to have all the wiring in it. So it'll it'll throw heat around your body. I got you. So for maybe a packing-wise, space-wise, kind of a neutral shift there, but then obviously for actually being able to get out and ride for an hour or two at a time, 
you know, your liner, your standard liner, you burn through that pretty quick, but maybe with some heated clothing, you can do a longer road trip. Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. consistent. Okay. So with a, if, you, if you're just wearing a heated liner, or I mean a, a warm liner with no electricity to it, uh, by the time you ride your motorcycle from Seattle to Tacoma, you don't have any body heat left in your core. Right. And ditto on your hands. So you substitute your winter gloves with the electric heated gloves. And so you're not actually packing very much extra in terms of size. Sure. And... Uh, you're a lot happier, and you can ride. I mean, I've had times in January when I ride my motorcycles all the way around the Olympic Peninsula. Uh, I never try to ride two of them at the same time. Right. That's probably a good suggestion there. But let's say uh, let's say you start out in Seattle and you decide you're going to blow past Tacoma maybe in late October, early November when those temperatures do start to drip, uh, drop a little bit. What's going on with the Portland Motorcycle Show this year? So, Portland Motorcycle Show, we're not having a motorcycle show in Seattle this year. It's going to be down in Portland. And that's where the stop on the International Motorcycle Tour will be. And so, uh, I had a conference call with them earlier this week, and we've all agreed that Soundwriter is going to be there in Great. Portland. Uh, and, you know, we usually do our bike display with the 40 motorcycles. Of course. All spread out along that, uh, you know, they usually pick a wall or somewhere. And so uh, I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I could pull off 40 bikes this year. And they said, could you pull off 20? And I said, I could probably pull off 20. So we will have a display down there. We will have our booth again. And it's really exciting for us because it's a chance for us to connect with people down in that area, that whole Portland-Vancouver metro. Yep. And be able to say hello and shake hands and get face-to-face with the people who read the magazine and come to the events and that sort of thing. So. That's right. And we do have a lot of fans down in Portland. Again, we talked about earlier just kind of referring to the stats. Um, a lot of readers down there. So it will be good, good to kind of get a change of venue. And I'm trying to think last year, when was the Seattle International Motorcycle Show? Was it in February? It was in November. It was in November. Okay. Yeah. So this is end of October. Still might be plausible for you to ride down there in that Well, case. that's what they're thinking. They're going yeah. to try to have demo rides. Oh, fantastic. They're never yeah. were able to pull that off up here in Seattle. Like, you know, how are you going to ride a, a demo bike? I, I don't actually know how this is going to work in Portland either because sure. it's not let, that easy to get out on the open road from the Portland Convention Center. Right. So. Not sure how that's going to work out. Well, we'll give it a shot anyway, and I'm sure that, uh, of course, Honda, Suzuki, and Polaris will all be down there. But what's going on uh, here a little more locally in the Seattle region with South Sound Honda? So South Sound Honda, who also uh, carries Suzuki, is going to be adding the Polaris line. So you can look for the slingshot down there, and then ultimately you can look for the Impulse electric motorcycle. That's right. That was something, actually, that we just uh, posted up on Facebook the other day. What is kind of your take on electric motorcycles in general? What do you think so far? So here's what, what maybe a lot of people don't know about the Impulse. Mm-hmm. It, it comes out of a company called Bramo, which was uh, um, headquartered down in Ashland, Oregon. And for probably the last five years, they've been getting all kinds of investment money, not just from Polaris, but they were getting investment money from retailers who were going to be the resellers of the product and that sort of thing. So eventually Polaris went ahead and and just bought the company in whole. Sure. And so they took that impulse, they took it to the Isle of Man, put the Polaris name on it, already raced last year at the Isle of Man. Uh, but they put it back in, and, and you know, they'd made a big 
publicity to do that they were going to put their electric motorcycle in the, in the race because they have a separate category now for electric motorcycles at the Isle of Man. Okay, and so which makes sense, a little different uh, performance envelope, right, with an electric engine, so yeah, motor, yeah. I should say. You got to pay more attention if you're a spectator because you won't hear them coming. That's right, yeah. Or if you're an elk or a uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a whitetail, as it may be. I wonder if you can get deer whistles as an option on those. Uh, I think uh, that maybe we've got our next uh, R and D project here in the Soundrider Lab. You get the electric motorcycle deer whistles. So that that's that's kind of cool that they're going to be adding that. Also, um, a little further north from there is Hinshaw's Motorcycle Company, and I was in there the other day, and Ron showed me he had a Modus on the floor. And uh, what exactly is a Modus? So, so the Modus is an American-made motorcycle that has a lot of investment money in it from some pretty heavy-duty backers. So we've seen where people try to... Um, resurrect the uh, Excelsior Henderson label, and then they run out of money. And then they tried to resurrect Indian back in early 2000, and they ran out of money. Sure. Um, the kind of money these guys have behind them, in fact, you can't even invest in them because all their money is private, but there's so much that these guys aren't going away. So what they've done is, is they've done all the R&D to make some of the coolest sport touring-type models of motorcycles that are going to hit the market in a long time. Um, and we're talking base price, $30,000. Well, that's uh, a little pricey there. But again, I guess in all actuality, not too far from maybe the other American competitor, Harley-Davidson, right? Still both pretty expensive. Yeah, so. but very different model style. Sure, of you course. Know, yeah, Harley doesn't make a sport touring bike cruiser, anymore yeah. since, they, since they let go of the Buell. Of course, yeah, and uh, I'm just taking a look here at the Modus website, and uh, there's some pretty good-looking rides here. Oh, why don't you go ahead and fill in your order right there while you're at it? Yeah, you know, I've uh, actually, I see, I'm going to get the credit card entered here, last name Marin, that's M-E-H, <laughs> for the down payment here, but uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead, give me the R model, that looks like the one for me. But it looks very cool, though, anyway, and it's, it's always great, you know, it would be nice to have another American-made competitor here. So hopefully those guys have some success, and certainly we'll keep you updated on SoundRider.com as to any developments that come our way. Absolutely. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, USFS closes the Gifford Pinchot National Forest to off-highway vehicles. I hate so what does that. this mean for us? Well, yeah. if you're a dual sport guy, you can still go ride your motorcycle in there. Okay. Okay, so if you have a street legal plate, you can go anywhere you want in the Gifford Pinchot, as long as it's not closed for a fire like around Mount Adams. Some of the roads were recently closed. Uh, but if you have a bike that's just an OHV off-road bike and you want to use the trails, that's not going to work right now. So these, like, for instance, they've got a lot of uh, off-road trails, but more specifically for us, dirt bike trails, now you're going to have to be on a street-licensed dual sport to take advantage of those? Uh, well, or you're just not going to do it. Oh, okay. Because you well. can go somewhere else. Right. You know, you can go down to Washougal and use those trails down there or go out to... The other OHV areas that are, are allowed by the state, but in the Gifford Pincha, uh, things are so dry in there, they just don't want to risk anything. I see. So it's a fire concern. So, But this pretty much narrows it down to Jeeps and dual sport motorcycles at this point, right? Because ATVs and... Well, yeah, uh, and a lot of the Jeeps that you see in those areas aren't even street legal. Right. They well. truck them in and use a staging area and pull them off. So those ones aren't going to be allowed to go in there either. So, but is this a temporary fix, though? Or is this something that they plan to reopen? Or is oh, there yeah, maybe? they'll reopen Okay, it. well, that's and good just, to know. You know yeah. After we get some more rain. Um, you know, when I started um, 
the News Bites column, I always like to add a little thing at the end of it about telling people a really cool road to go ride. Yeah. And when we were on a Sasquatch, we hit one of the most fantastic paved roads that I had been on in a long time. It's called the Carpenterville Road, and it's out on the southwest coast of Oregon. Find it on a map. And go ride it. So this, this is, is awesome. All the way down in the southwest coast here. So yeah, it's almost to the border. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Well, and, and what was so special about this uh, particular route here? Corner after corner after corner. No nice. stop signs. No traffic. And I think it was 24 miles. Something like that. That sounds like a uh, worthy trip just to head down there. Is this something that uh, for our Rally in the Gorge riders, if they're going to be coming down... From uh, Northern Oregon or North Earth or Washington, for that matter, something that might be a viable side trip. Do you think? Uh, no, I think if you lived in Northern California and you wanted to come to the Rally in the Gorge, you okay. go the long way and go up and get Carpenterville Road. Okay, a little out of the way there, but still worth maybe an, uh, an extra trip. Or hell, when you come down to the Rally in the Gorge, just take two weeks off of work and go down there, right? Tour the whole region. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's and we've right. got the books you can use. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Store.soundwriter.com. We'll get you all fixed up. <laughs> So we keep a rolling feed of our current news on the website and our social media feeds. You can stay up to date with what's going on by going to soundwriter.com and clicking on News Bites. Or if you're a Twitter guy, you can follow us there. Or if you're a Facebook guy, you can like us on Facebook. And uh, we've got updated calendar events just on the other side of the break. Back in a second. It's time to get the best deal of the year on a star motorcycle at the Trade Up to a Star event, happening now at Skagit Power Sports, with huge customer cash, low APRs, plus bonus trade-in allowance on new star motorcycles. From the V-Star 1300 Deluxe and Chopper-inspired Raider and Striker, to the Bolt Bopper, all-new Bolt C-Spec, and more. So hurry to Skagit Power Sports today for a great Trade Up to a Star deal. Visit Skagit Power Sports in Burlington, Washington today. Offers good through September 30th, 2015 on select star motorcycles. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Ian. I live in Seattle. I ride a Kawasaki Versus, and this summer I'm going to be riding off-road in the Oregon desert. So, just to clarify, when I say you guys, I mean like you guys and gals. I mean like, you know, you guys. Hey, you guys. Yeah, come on, you I got you. I understand that. I'm in with you 100%. It's just, you know, it's a little less um, maybe pedantic than saying all you women, men, gentlemen, ladies, uh, kids out there, right? Yeah. It's, it's, all-encompassing, I think. It's, it's but, nice that you guys responded you yeah. know, you, to my concerns that only guys ride. <laughs> but uh, but 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 we're going to go through the calendar now, and we do have a special ladies-only event coming up. Uh, but but go ahead, you want to kick it off here and tell them about the Yamaha off-road demos that Skagit Power Sports is going to do at Hannigan. That's right. So it looks like it's coming up here just on August eighth. So that's going to be uh, it's just about a week away here. 
and uh, hosting the 2015 Yamaha YZ WR demo program. Uh, of course, that's something that I've mentioned a few times on here is the WR250R is kind of a lightweight dual sport enthusiast. Um, but you've been up there with Skagit on some of their Yamaha demo days. What uh, Can you tell us about this one? Well, this one is different from the ones they do in the parking lot at the store because it's going to be the dirt bikes only. So you won't see the WR250R in I there. I got you. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be all the, the 250, you know, no headlight, no blinkers, right. no brakey. No Ginford, uh, Pincho, what is it, uh, National Forest, right? And it'll be up on the Hannigan, yeah, well, as if the only place left to ride is the Hannigan Speedway. There you go. <laughs> so that'll be happening then. And it's kind of cool because it doesn't happen very often, and I'm always happy to see Bill step out and and step up to the plate and do this. Yeah, it'll be cool. Well, I mean, those models, though, the dirt bike models from Yamaha, of course, world-renowned, but uh, also some dual-sport conversion kits for some of those, too. So, you know, maybe don't rule it out entirely if you're not a dirt bike rider. Go up there and check it out. And, of course, Skagit uh, always has great uh, selection of gear uh, to check out there. So worth the trip either way, I'd say. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to get away from – if you want to get as far away as you can from – from Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and go to a motorcycle rally. Uh, make your way up to Vancouver Island for the Cumberland Motorcycle Roundup. And uh, Cumberland is up on Vancouver Island to the north of any of the heavily populated areas like Victoria. And this is like their seventh year doing this. Have you ever spent any time on Vancouver Island? I haven't. It's on my on my bucket list. So every couple of years, I go out to a little town called Tofino and do a little surfing, which is kind of a, believe it or not, a world-renowned surfing spot uh, in Canada. Now, have you figured out a way to break your arm when you're surfing? You know, that's kind of one of the things why I don't do it too much, because I find that the impact in the water is not quite jarring enough. So <laughs> I try to keep it to, you know, uh, hard-packed dirt or uh, pavement. But, uh, no, but it's beautiful up there, honestly. Uh, one of my favorite spots. Uh, and to be honest, in all the world, and uh, I think they'd make a great ride up there if you do have the time. And 7th Annual, so uh, good for those guys. And it looks like a poker run, too, so lots of fun. Uh, if you ride a trike, I don't mean one of them little ones. I mean one of those big ones. We all started out there, right? Go down to Packwood for the trike. And what's the date on the trike in down there? Uh, it looks like the uh, trike, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, the Tricans is going to be the uh, 13th of August, so just coming up midway through the month, it looks like. I think you can bring any trike you want, and if you have one of those funny Can-Am spiders, they probably let you in. There you go. <laughs> you just now, have to ride in reverse all day. So where are we at, though? Do we consider, like, we just talked about the slingshot. Is that officially a trike now, or are we calling that a half car, or I, what's the... I think it's officially a trike, okay. because you have to wear a helmet with it. Right. And uh, it's just a lot, you know... Longer wheelbase on that thing than the Can-Am Spider. At least it appears that way. Now, dimension-wise, I think that's bigger than a Miata. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to put them side by side. Okay. Next month at Sound Rider. Stay tuned. All right. And now, ladies, if, if, you, if you've been wanting a track day where it's just you ladies, uh, Moto Vixens is doing a track day. And when is that going to be? Is it um, Wimra or, or at... Uh, at the ridge. Well, let's take a look here. It looks like um, I'm scrolling through the uh, calendar here. Well, they had the uh, let's see. Okay, that's also on the uh, 13th. So you guys on the 13th, if you want to <laughs> head down there to Moto Vixens, the uh, the track day. Um, 
Down in Shelton, Washington. So it looks okay, like so it's at the time. Ridge. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Omra that weekend, I believe, is doing their uh, racing down in Portland. They uh, they are. That's correct. So Omra is going to be on the fifteenth. Actually, it looks like. Um, and I just wanted to mention too about the uh, Moto Vixens event on the thirteenth. Mike Sullivan is going to be down there too. So, ah, uh, nice. Yeah, so something to keep in mind. But uh, yeah, down on the fifteenth, down at Omra, racing at uh, the Portland Raceway. So eight fifteen uh, to eight sixteen. So get down on the track, watch all the action. You know, take it in. And then we got the Monkey Butt three hundred coming up here. This is getting to be a regular event that's put on by Skagit Power Sports. What's the date for that? And that's the 16th, and that's out in uh, Winthrop, Washington, out in eastern Washington. Um, beautiful Winthrop. You ever head out there uh, to oh, Washington? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it starts up out of, uh, out of the store in Mount Vernon, and then they go out to Winthrop, and they everybody gets fed barbecue, and then they ride back. And uh, some people ride sane. And some people don't ride sanely, and things happen on the on the Monkey Butt 300. Well, it sounds like a, a pretty good time out there. It looks like an annual barbecue. And do you have any idea what year we're in on that? It seems like uh, they've been doing that pretty regularly. Been now, doing it gadget, for a long time. Huh? I yeah. bet you he's been doing it maybe ten or more years. So, well, definitely if you got the chance to get out to Eastern Washington, it sounds like definitely worth the uh, worth the time there. So, and if you want to see a lot of beautiful vintage metal. You go down to uh, LeMay, what's that, third weekend in August? Uh, I believe it is here. I'm actually, I'm just uh, flipping through on the Microsoft Surface, and I want to see if I can't get the specific date here. Uh, but LeMay, that's always a big turnout down there. And, of course, uh, it's on the property of the uh, Car Museum, I believe, yeah, too, right? Yeah, that's so. at the Car Museum. It's held out on the grass here. So there's a lot of bikes on display. There's a show uh, competition. There's, uh, I know Clem Salvatore will be there this year. And then uh, Clem will depart from there and make his way the long way to the Columbia River Gorge for the Rally in the Gorge, August 26th through the 30th. And as I said, we'll talk about that more in a bit. Uh, end of the month, we've got racing on the 29th for Wimra down at the Pacific Raceways this time around. Uh, South Sound BMW, Ducati, or South Sound Motorcycles, as we know them today. Sure. They'll be doing a Ducati Experience Tour uh, in the first weekend of September. So you can go down and test ride any of the Ducatis that they have on the trucks. They'll be doing uh, 10 lead test rides every day for two days. Now, have you ever ridden a Ducati, Tom? No, I haven't. Me either. That might be something uh, that I might have to make my way down there and check out because uh, certainly some beautiful bikes, and I would uh, you know, maybe consider one at some point in the future. And in the middle of September, there's going to be flat track racing at the Owyhee Track in Idaho. So that's, uh, that's what we got going on. Uh, there's a lot more going on, and uh, you can just go to Soundwriter and click on the calendar. Uh, if you have an event you want posted, uh, submit it at townwriter.com and click on, just go to the calendar page and click on submit an event. That's right. And just on the other side of the break here, we're going to come back with our very special guest, County Adams, and we're going to talk in depth and all about the Rally in the Gorge coming up here at the end of August. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew from Moscow Moto, and you're listening to the Sound Rider Show. Hi, I'm Tim. I live in Burien, and a few of my favorite rides in the state of Washington are uh, probably number one is Washington 20. Uh, it's just a nice scenic trip, like traveling through the Alps, and 
Right behind that would be uh, Lolo Pass uh, on the pavement, or if you're really adventuresome, take the uh, Lolo Motorway uh, or the Magruder Corridor to go east and west. Uh, All great rides. Back on the Sound, a rider show here in the Crow's Nest studio. Uh, Connie Adams joining us, a special guest. Connie, thanks for uh, coming in here. And, of course, uh, we'll also consider it a special guest. We're going to talk to Tom, too, a little bit about the rally in the gorge. Um, so what year are we on here? Let me just start with that. Thirteen. Lucky 13. Oh, lucky number 13, absolutely. And uh, we made some changes last year uh, in camping venue. Let's just touch on that real quick before we get into some of the highlights here. What can people expect as far as uh, the, new ve- the new venue is concerned? Clean restrooms. I'd say that's important. Well-stocked restrooms. Right, well yeah. Stocked restrooms. Which is kind of a, something that you don't see at a lot of other rallies, right? You can have some running water. You have access to uh, the restrooms, obviously, even some showers and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So if you're down there for Free a few showers. days. Yeah, which will be a, uh, a great setup. And it sounds like last year was the first year at this venue and a pretty good, uh, a pretty good experience, it sounds like. I think one of the things that came about last year was that the way it's laid out um, – Everybody was together. Sure. Vendors, campers, RVers, uh, you know, uh, everything was Except for those right guys there. who wanted to camp way the heck up in the corner over there. Uh, well, there's <laughs> always somebody who somehow needs privacy. But, That's right. But it, it became a much uh, closer, more intimate, friendlier rally, and I don't think ours has ever been unfriendly. Sure. But somehow everybody was just really tied in together, and it was uh, everybody seemed to be just really happy i gotta tell you well not just for the camaraderie that's one of the many reasons that i'm looking forward to making my first trip down to the rally here but some of the special guests we have line up this year is just i mean it's just incredible i mean it's just kind of a who's who of sort of guys in the region and beyond some great uh, some great instructors some guys with some great stories what can you tell us that some of the highlights of some of the guys that are going to be visiting us so the the focus of the rally in the gorge is focused on three segments and that's um sport bike sport touring and dual sport and we have a notable special guest from each of those segments and i know that if you ride a dual sport you'll learn from the sport bike guy and vice versa Uh, so mike sullivan is going to be with us and he'll be doing two things during the rally Um, mike if you don't know he's a, a celebrated ama racer he's retired now he teaches a lot of people racing skills and uh, he will be doing the Mary Hill Clinic, and he'll also be doing a presentation, I believe it's going to be on Saturday night, and it's all about uh, the two ways to corner the motorcycle, with the brakes or without. And uh, as somebody who I recently did an interview with Mike Sullivan, i got to tell you, I don't think there's any guy on the planet that I would rather learn those techniques from. This guy is just like... The nice, the most affable guy that I've ever met, but just you can tell that he's going to be a great instructor, sort of ice in his veins, nothing rattles him, and he was winning races well into his 50s, too. I mean, this guy has just got an incredible career. To have the opportunity to learn from him is, quite honestly, almost mind-blowing to me as somebody who is continually looking to improve their skill set there. And uh, just also on that note, talked about the Mary Hill Loops uh, road for people maybe who haven't had a chance or don't know what that is. 
I think that might deserve sort of a special mention here, huh? So the Mary Hill Road is the first paved road uh, west of the Mississippi. It was built in 1913 as a test road for paving roads in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, it has about 24 corners on it before you get up to the top and have to turn around and ride it back down it. Um, it's got a couple double apex turns. It's got very tight corners, so they actually had to shut the road down to the public in the 60s when the Winnebago came along because they were <laughs> having to fish so many of them off of there that they decided maybe this isn't a good idea anymore. So it's a, it's a historic road. It's owned by the state of Washington. It's curated through the Mary Hill Museum. And uh, it's, so it's got its history, and it's something you can put a feather in your cap and say, I rode that road when you go to the Rally in the Gorge because right. we open it up. So, And that's one of those things, too. We're talking about 1913. We're in a rather mountainous region here around Rally in the Gorge, and this wasn't when they were just, like, blowing through the mountains to do a straight line here. I mean, we're talking some serious twists and turns, and uh, if you have the chance just to Google it, uh, that'll probably seal your deal, and you'll buy a ticket, I'd say, right away to go down to the rally. And, you know, people who come to the rally – come multiple times sure. and and they want to do that Mary Hill Loops Road again and again and again. They do it every year. You don't get tired of it. Yeah, it really is just it looks like just an incredible stretch of pavement and uh, I can't wait to get out there and sort of uh you know try my hand at it certainly because it's just uh you know just one of the many reasons that I'm excited to go down there. Another reason of course is uh Clem Salvadori. And uh, now, has Clem ever been joined us here at the rally before? This is going to be a, uh, a yeah. This will be his visit, second right? time. Okay. Yeah, he joined us three years ago. So Clem's a, a writer with Writer Magazine. Uh, people know him best through there. He has his own books out, and uh, he's kind of a world traveler. Sure. He has a lot of wisdom. He has great slideshows, and so he'll be doing a, a presentation on uh, everything he's learned from motorcycling over his decades of being a journalist and a writer. Yeah, and Clem, uh, quite a few books to his name there, so pretty well uh, renowned with sort of his tales of adventure. So uh, really looking forward to hearing from him. Now, is he going to have any sort of uh, special presentations planned or anything like that? He does. He'll Great. have a, a special show. I believe that's going to be on Friday night. Uh, I have to check the schedule. Uh, the schedule is always changing, so if you've been if you've been watching the schedule, don't get your heart set on any times because things are moving around right now. But... Uh, um, He's in there either Friday or Saturday night. Sure. Just get your heart set on August 26th through the 30th, and you'll be uh, in good position there. And then uh, sort of representing, I think, the dual sport crowd, uh, who do we got coming in on that end? So Gary LaPlante from the Dirt First program through MotoVentures.com is going to be coming in. And uh, Gary wrote a handbook on dual sport motorcycle riding some years ago and uh, has his programs that he teaches in California. And then there's a group up here in Washington who administers his curriculum. So they'll be there. Uh, Gary will do a presentation, and then the guys from uh, the local group are going to be doing two dual sports sessions that you can sign in for. Um, You can sign in for the one on Thursday, or we're doing a ladies only on Friday. So. Well, that's just uh, that's really something that uh, again I am looking forward to, and kind of one of those things that uh, you know I look around at a lot of other different rallies and that kind of stuff. But 
the Rally in the Gorge is much more comprehensive in the sense that it offers a lot, right? Like there's instructional, I mean, the natural beauty, of course, is out of this world. You can't beat it on the face of the planet here. But you've got the instructional, you organize the fun runs, there's the camping, the camaraderie. It's really a comprehensive rally. So I think that, uh, you know, Gary's edition will certainly be will certainly be welcome this year, and I'm looking forward to taking part in that. Yeah. Uh, I've got some new vendors this year. I mentioned earlier we're going to have uh, Gordon's heated clothing in there, and uh, that's going to be cool. Well, it's not going to be cool. It's going to be hot. Right. Uh, and then also uh, Icon um, Motorsports has signed in with us. And yeah. They'll be there showing off their, uh, their, their street gear as well as their new dual sport gear. Yeah, and just uh, out of Portland there. I think another good point about them is that Ray from Icon came last year to the rally just to See it. Check wow. it out. Yeah. And and he said this year, okay, I'm coming back and I'm coming as a vendor. Right. So awesome. if you've got a motorcycle business, come on down, buy a ticket, and then we'll see you next year there as, as a, a vendor. vendor. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we have plenty of room for vendors. So you're, you're exactly right. If, if you decide that you want to be a vendor at the last minute, we can fit you in. And the only rate that vendors pay is just a per person rate like anybody else who's attending the rally. There's no special, you know, $500 or $1,000 to be a vendor, unless you want to be a sponsor as well. Sure. But um, anybody can come in. Um, I, I will discourage people if I think that their product line doesn't mesh very well with what we're doing of course like, you know the lady who sold the leather hair braids and that sort of stuff that that's not right. really up our alley well, well we're I, motorcycle really, focused i really beg for that one but yeah you know <laughs> well sorry connie your home business is going to have to wait until a different yeah. rally there but you know that's something take your beads to sturgis right. now, will <laughs> certainly though that's something that uh you know we really do want to encourage the industry as a whole i think that's kind of one of the things about sound rider that i really like is just uh, you know very um, very affable to sort of all comers, and uh, certainly we'd love to see you know more of the merrier there um, down at the rally in the gorge, and uh, of course kind of in relation to some of those vendors, we've got some really great auction door prizes this year. Maybe uh, Connie can fill us in a little bit on that. I actually can fill you in great. on that. Uh, I've been working with a lot of people, and I will have to say that the industry as a whole is very responsive. Sure. You know, they 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 want to be part of it if they can't be there themselves. We've got um, All Moto Tire is there every year. Don is there, and he's Don, changing yeah. tires, and he's doing stuff. He's donating a set of tires. Mitchell and Pilot Road 4 tires. We've got Avon Tires again, and they donate every year. Uh, European Motorcycles of Western Oregon and BMW Motorcycles of Western Oregon have been great uh, donation people for the last several years, and they're doing gift gift cards, so you can come on in and get awesome. whatever you want. Yeah. Clem's Enumclaw Suzuki is in with a gift card. Hinshaw's is in with a gift card. Um, one of the fun things that's sort of out of the normal range is that we've got an overnight river and kind of off the motorcycle thing, but lift passes Great. to the yeah. 2015 ski season at Mount Hood Meadows. So the overnight is at the Hood River Inn. So that's going to be a really fun thing. Yeah, a beautiful location down there. Well, hey, and if you have a, a, a trike or maybe a, a Ural, uh, not out of the question to bring your motorcycle and your skis, right? And some heated yeah, clothing, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, and some heated clothing. There you go. Um, we mentioned Icon before, and they are donating some um, Radon Yeah, I'm really pants. looking forward to seeing Icon there. I think that's yeah. just really great. They've got some awesome stuff. So. And Lee Parks is in again. They've sent a Laguna tail pack for us. They do something for us every year. Linwood Motoplex is in with gift certificates. Another new one this year, and I will just say a friend of mine who rides off-road told me about this guy, oh, my God, five years ago or something. Oh, yeah. I've been talking to him for five years, and he's finally donated, ready to 
to go. There's been reasons he hasn't. Sure. But it's a company called New Tech, and they do a tubeless uh, off-road only tire. Oh, interesting. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I think it'll be, he's very excited to get it in front of people and see what the response is. What the reaction is, is. yeah. Well, I'd love to talk to him when we go down there, certainly this summer. I'd like to know a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, you know, they're not going to be there. They're going to just, they're donating. I got you. um, Well, maybe I'll give them a call. Yeah. But you can bid on it, and then when you win it, you can do a review. And then I can say, hey, man, what's going on here? Absolutely. Racers in, and they're going to do a, their product is Rally Glove. One of their products is Rally Glove. So they're going to donate one of those, and then whoever wins it gets to pick their size and color and everything. So Rubber Side Down is back. Um, They give a gift certificate for a towing service. Seat Concepts Concepts is back, and they're doing a gift certificate for a dual-sport comfort seat. South Sound Honda is in with a gift card, and Trail Tech has already sent us um, Equinox LED lights and a couple of voltmeters. We've got another one, you know, again, bringing the women in. Sure. I keep trying every (laughs) year, but Adventurous. The guys? Yeah, they can. All the guys. All the guys. All the guys. Um, and it's a, a wonderful guy who uh, created this, uh, a wonderful woman who created this uh, skin product, skincare products called Adventurous. She rides a Harley. Right. She, she rides with a half-shell helmet, and her skin was getting messed up. So sure. she just did this product. So we've, they've been donating to us every year, too. Well, I'll tell you what, necessity, the mother of invention. Yeah, and I'll or tell you Or father of invention. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's a guy. Right. The guy of invention. <laughs> That's it. Um, great for men and women. Sure, of course, so, yeah. Norma's is in again, Norma's Seaside, Oregon Restaurant, mm-hmm. with a gift. We've got six tickets to the IMS Portland show. Nice. Um, and I just want to mention here, too, you notice that, again, right, in returning, like all these people that keep coming back year after year, I mean, that's that's things. so great, and I think such a great indicator of exactly. just uh, how big of an event this is every year. Yeah. So. Moto Stays is in, Smarty Pants, the motorcycle restaurant, Trail Tech, again, with the voltmeters, Roadrunners in with some door prizes, and Cycle Wipes is in for uh, packets for everybody in their welcome bags. I tell you what, that's just uh, that's just so much stuff down there, right? I mean, we're talking only about uh, a couple of days, too, you know, and you got all that to pack in there. And, of course, even if you do head down to the Rally in the Gorge and uh, you don't take part in the auction or you're not lucky enough to win one of the door prizes, uh, you're still going to make out pretty good. We've got some really good routes planned, don't we, Tom? Oh, we do. Yeah. But before we go to that, I want to tell you, uh, just remind people, and if you don't know, uh, we keep talking about an auction. And so we do a live auction on both Friday and Saturday night. And the money that gets raised through that, we put into our Gorge Kids Explorer Fund. So that money is used to take kids out in the local area and show them around and, and get them in the museums, into the interpretive centers, get them hiking, uh, get them looking at some of the older archives architecture there so that they don't just grow up and move out of the gorge. We sure. want them to to grow up and know where they live, and maybe some of them will want to stay and be the leaders down there you know, a few decades from now. So uh, I'd like to point something out, too, because I'm proud of Tom for this. Of course. He, when he started going down to the gorge first and looking at sites for doing the rally, he was talking to parents, and he found out that most of them weren't showing their kids this stuff. And if you ever talk to kids, they were like, I don't what what yeah sure and so uh he decided to set this up and i think it's an amazing thing that he added that fundraising piece to the thing it's fun for people to bid on things and get great stuff but it really goes to good causes a lot of the money goes to renting buses like school buses so it's not just school it's also the uh, the stevenson and hood river 
I don't know if they're YWCA's or YMCA's, you know, recreation, parks and recreation. Yeah, parks and rec. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about, too, obviously the natural beauty is something that is just self-evident to anybody that goes through there. But really, as far as uh, Western United States history is concerned, too, right, there's a lot of major developments. Like we talked about the Mary Hill Loops Road, but there's also, you know, there's certain dams. and uh, Talking about Lewis and Clark. Yeah, exactly. Native American history. And that's something that I think is sometimes maybe overlooked a little bit. So it's great to kind of educate these kids so that they can continue to be ambassadors and, you know, 10 years down the road when we've got 20,000 people at the Rally in the Gorge, we'll know who to thank, right? (laughs) One of the fun things, too, is that uh, Tom asked them to send letters or pictures so that we know what kind of time they had. And they are great. Dear Mr. Marin. Right. (laughs) Well, great to do that. But let's get back to uh, some of the routes and maps that are, uh, you know, included in uh, in the trip down here to the rally. So we were talking about this being the 13th year. And, you know, last year we changed the venue. And when we changed the venue, I decided that rather than do a bunch of routes and maps off of that venue, um, it was time to do some new books. And so I took the one Gorge book we had, I split it in half and doubled the volume of content and created a, a, a pavement book and a dual sport book. Right. And so whatever you ride, uh, we've got tons of places for you to go. Now, this year we will do some maps, and they will generate out of the Hood River area and then take you wherever each one of the routes that I come up with is supposed to take you. Um, people who come to the rally, they also get the GPS downloads, so they don't want them reading a paper map out of a tank bag when they're riding around. Sure. It's a lot easier for them to follow it on a GPS, especially if they have the intercom or whatever. But after 13 years, we're still going on roads we've never been on before we didn't know they were there and we've got an awesome new little dual sport ride coming up this year we've got a pavement ride that we never exposed anybody to before and so uh, some of them you may have seen it some of them are totally new this year and that's i think one of the great things too right it's like every year there is sort of that little quarter turn on it so if you do keep coming back and back like we do have so many return uh participants always something a little bit different and of course with uh some of the best rides uh and routes on the planet there riding it twice three times is uh kind of part of the charm i think so (laughs) absolutely sections that are highly recommended that you just turn around and ride them back and forth a few times that's right you know i mean it's kind of like a uh a well-prepared meal it's something that you'll go back to again and again i think um, now, what's going on with the Oregon Raceway uh, Park Tour? So this isn't on the website yet, and I haven't even like done a blast across Facebook on this yet. But breaking are, news. Yeah, this is breaking news. Great. Uh, we are in discussion with Oregon Raceway Park, which is out to the east uh, off of Highway 97. And they built this racetrack out there six or seven years ago. And uh, they've got a new marketing guy, and he wants to invite everybody from the rally to come on out, get a tour, and he's also going to do some parade laps. Nice. So uh, we're going to do it kind of early in the morning so that it, just in case it's a hot day, uh, it won't be smoking yet. And uh, we'll have more details about that within probably the next 10 days. And have you uh, had a chance to visit the Oregon Raceway Park yet, or will this be a... I uh, haven't. Great. So see, it's even... Uh the guy who runs the rally something new every year right well, the guy who runs the rally can't always uh be at that place at that time no of course so. i think that that's an exciting feature though to be able to get down there and uh you know take sort of a, a courtesy lap check things out and uh, always fun to uh be in sort of that environment with a big group of riders right you get the uh, the engine rumble and that kind of thing and uh kind of enjoy life for uh, an hour or two i think that'd be a nice touch 
And then we've got uh, some American Motorcycle Association photographers. What are these guys going to be doing for us down there? So last year, AMA sent us a photographer who kind of didn't... The the deal didn't go as planned. Sure. And so we talked about it a lot. And now what they've done is they've got two photographers. They're flying them out. They're renting them bikes. They're they're going to be dedicated to shooting. So I would expect... I would hope that this will lead to a little more editorial in the AMA magazine for 2016. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's always great to have some professional photographers on the on site because, like you said, uh, the guy who uh, organizes the rally can't be everywhere, and uh, it's going to be nice to have some representation to yeah. document this stuff going forward because uh, we're really expecting a great turnout this year too. So Yeah. So that's happening. Um, Derek, you mentioned that you wanted to have a gallery. And so we, I recall you said, just send me a couple of pictures and I'll take care of everything. But uh, it took a little longer than that. We're only halfway there. But if you're following us on Facebook right. on the event page, uh, you can see us putting up images from past events with some uh, description of what's going on this year. That's right. Well, you know, our audience is uh, steadily growing here as we sort of started implementing that about a year ago and that was something that we had talked about and uh, I think it's been really a pretty good success we've had some really great responses to some of the posts there um, and uh, shout out to Don at All Moto Tire there he got a pretty good response himself um, <laughs> but just I think it's really great because there is so much that happens down there and you know there is you know so much news and information that's constantly coming at people it's nice to have that reminder and to kind of get it hyped up a little bit because I'm telling you, you come down there, I couldn't be more excited. This is going to be my first rally in the gorge. And even just looking at those Facebook posts, talking to Tom and Connie here, I'm I'm just I'm going out of my mind. I wish it was next week. What can I say? We do not wish it was next week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> but well, it's nice, though, to have the excitement. Like I said, I can't wait to uh, – got to go out to Idaho and re- uh, collect my bike uh, from the guys at Happy Trails. But I'm going to be uh, – that mirror. That's and that mirror. mirror that's somewhere out there, but uh, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm I'm just really excited, and I I know a lot of other people are. We're getting great response, a lot of signups here, and uh, it's going to be a great time. One of the things I'm going to enjoy doing is is going to kind of segue us out um, of this section into the next. Is uh, when I was in Montana, and earlier this year I did this at Ride West when it, when there was a Ride West, which is now BMW of Seattle. Um, I did a, a program about tips and tricks. And the way I run that program right now is I don't have an agenda when I get in there. We talk about what you need to talk about. Whoever's sitting there in the room, they have questions about they want to be better at packing. They want to be better at uh, knowing what to take, what not to take. They want to know more about trying to pack for going to Alaska. They right. want to know about wearing base layers versus cotton. I mean, it's just it's an endless thing. And so um, what we do is we open up the floor, let people ask their questions. And the one in, Idaho, or the one in uh, Montana at the BMW rally went really well. I probably had 200 plus in the room. Wow. And uh, had my hearing aids in, so I was functioning well. Sure. (laughs) And uh, it was really great. So we're going to do it at the rally in the gorge. It's going to be on the schedule as well. So that's, you know, to me, it's going to be a highlight for me, and I hope it's going to be a highlight for anybody who's in the room with me, all six of you. That's right, and uh, if you are tired of the same old boring tips of the month, stick around for our next uh, quick segment here because we've got some great, uh, some great tips coming up just on the other side of the break. Hi, my name is Steve. I'm from Olympia, Washington. 
Uh, my favorite area to ride in is around uh, Kamei, Idaho, where the gravel roads are fantastic and the paved roads are even better. Nothing should stand between you and your passion for heart-thumping sport bike performance. Honda is helping to fuel the passion and fuel the savings with great deals on our most popular sport bikes. They're equipped with technology that's been proven on the track, bringing precision and performance to the streets. You can ride off with as low as 3.99% fixed APR financing and up to $1,500 in bonus bucks on select models. So fuel the passion and fuel the savings today at Ride Motorsports in Woodenville, Washington and take home the Honda sport bike you've been waiting for. Special 3.99% fixed APR financing available for well-qualified buyers. Not all buyers may qualify. Bonus bucks are good with select new and unregistered models. See dealer for complete program details. So, Derek, you're kind of a frugal guy. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe uh, necessity uh, is what forces that. <laughs> so, so you like to save money, don't you? Of course I like to save money. So it, it would seem to make sense that you could save money by buying your tires on the Internet, right? Well, that is uh, something that I do here from time to time, yeah. You, you, you have done that. You've bought your tires on the Internet. I have, yeah, of course. Okay, how do you mount them? Well, then I have to take him somewhere to get him mounted. And do you, they mount him for free? Uh, generally, no. Not unless uh, you buy the tires from them, I guess. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, what if you like, got a blowout in the first 90 miles? Uh, well, you can email customer support, but uh, generally, I believe you get a automated response that says, uh, do not give a damn. Mm. Something to that effect. So this is our tip of the month. All right. Should you, should you really be buying tires on the Internet? Or or do you want to be buying them from the dealer? Sure. You know, a lot of dealers, they do free, free mountain balancing. Yeah. If you bring them in, the, just the wheel. You pull the wheel off the bike yourself and bring it in, they'll sell you a tire and do the mountain balance for free. Right. doesn't get much easier than that. Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing is, uh, when you buy a tire, how long ago was it actually made? Sure. You know how to you know how to look on the side of the tire and find the dates, right? So they've got the dates in there in somewhat uh, cryptic language, I think. But you can usually find it, assuming yeah. that your tire isn't. Uh, you yeah, know. it's like well, uh, like if it was made in uh, the first week of January, it's like one right. five zero one or something, and then. Uh, um, and really, something to kind of keep an eye on too, because a lot of people buy used bikes. A lot of people buy these bikes, right? They sit in the garage for you know five, six, seven years. Oh yeah, and the guy says uh, that the tire has plenty of tread on it, right. and it's hard as a rock. <laughs> yeah, doesn't do you much good. So, so you got to get new tires on a used bike, typically. Yep. So always inspect the manufacturer's date. I think that's a good point. Yeah, and like you know, if you go on the internet and you try to buy new tires on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go looking for a photograph of that manufacturer's date. Sure, it, you won't find it. I don't, nobody puts it up. Same problem with my Russian bride. That's why I sent her back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks for involving women again. I really appreciate that. It's it's pulling together. <laughs> but it's definitely nice, though, right? I mean, you do it in person. Who do you? Do you well, have when you any... said Russian bride, you yeah. meant your Ural, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Definitely, <laughs> twice as expensive. 
Um, but would, do you have any? Uh, do you have any guys that you use maybe locally here that uh, you think are a good place to buy tires from? Um, I like Don at All Moto. Sure. Sometimes I use uh, Bud over at Seattle Cycle Center and his crew. Uh, I've had Micha mount my tires before down at Moto International. Um, it you know it kind of depends. Like sometimes, like if I put the bike in for major service and it's going to need some tires, I might just have the dealer. Uh, do it right then, and so my my two dealers of choice for service nowadays are going to be either Hinshaw's or uh, South Sound Honda. Right. Well, both good options, and of course we've got plenty of tips and tricks in each issue of Sound Rider. You just go ahead and visit the website www.soundrider.com. Click on the tips and tricks monthly feature, and uh, you'll be up to your ears in it. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us. That wraps up our show this month. If you have friends that need to know about the show, slip them the link soundwriter.com backslash show and there you'll find the most recent as well as previous shows thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Soundwriter show we'll see you at the rally in the gorge and don't ride like my mother and don't ride like my mother or father we'll see you next month the Soundwriter show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patience of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.